Welcome to our Dial a Sermon for Sunday the 22nd of November. Today we're going to hear our reading from Matthew 25 verses 31 to 46. The King will judge all people. The Son of Man will come again in his great glory with all his angels. He will be king and sit on his great throne. All the nations of the world will be gathered before him, and he will separate them into two groups, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. The Son of Man will put the sheep on his right, and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to the people on his right, Come, my father has given you his blessing. Receive the kingdom of God has prepared for you since the world was made. I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was alone and away from home and you invited me into your house. I was without clothes and you gave me something to wear. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the good people will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry and give you food, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you alone and away from home, and invite you into our home? When did we see you without clothes, and give you something to wear? When did we see you sick or in prison and care for you? Then the king will answer, I tell you the truth, anything you did even for the least of my people here, you also did for me. Then the king will say to those on his left, Go away from me, you'll be punished. Go into the fire that burns forever, that was prepared for the devils and his angels. I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was alone and away from home, and you, don't, and you did not invite me into your house. I was without clothes, and you gave me nothing to wear. I was sick and in prison and you did not care for me. Then those people will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or alone and away from home, or without clothes, or sick, or in prison? When did we see these things and not help you? Then the king will answer, I tell you the truth. Anything you refuse to do, for even the least of my people here, you refused to do for me. These people will go off to be punished forever, but the good people will go to live forever. Amen. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be pleasing to you, our God and Father. In today's reading we hear that the people are divided up on the judgment day 
in the same way that a shepherd would divide his sheep from the goats. The sheep would be on the right and the goats would be on the left. Jesus would then speak to those who were on the right and say, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. He then continues to say, I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. The sheep, which were being used to represent the people who were in the right relationship with God, were puzzled. They said, When did we ever see you hungry and feed you? When did we ever visit you in prison? When did we ever... The Lord simply answered, I tell you the truth, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you also did it for me. Then to those who were on the other hand, he said, You didn't bother to feed me when I was hungry. You didn't invite me in, and you didn't look after me when I was sick. They responded by saying, When did we ever see you hungry, or thirsty, or any of these other things? Jesus replied, Whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. I wonder to myself if we are always aware of how important our role is in the practical ways that we offer to help other people around us. There are things that we do every day that could be seen as acts of grace and mercy. There's a story about a church leader who was leading prayers using a phrase that he would often use. O oh Lord, touch the needy with thy finger. All of a sudden, as he was praying, he stopped. The silence caused those around him to rush over to him and check to see if he was okay or if he was ill. No, he said, but something seemed to say to me, you are the finger. We often find ourselves praying to God to touch the lives of other people, to do this or that, to give them this or that, to meet in a variety of needs what we could actually be helping with. So let's have a look and see what we can learn from today's scripture that will help us to be used by God in a greater way this week. We might be wondering who God is referring to when he says the words, the least of these brothers of mine. Who do you think is the least? You might say it's the poor. Someone who's living on the street. It might be someone living on the edge of society because of what they've done in the past or people who can't take care of themselves because of drug or alcohol problems. It could be anyone who is different from us. One way about thinking about who the least of these might be is the definition, anyone who is ignored or overlooked. This could be any one of us at one time or another. Another way of thinking about it 
is that these are the least in our estimation. People are often quick to say, this person doesn't amount to much. They're not worth helping. They have no value. This person may then get written off. It's also important to note that the least of these is not necessarily someone who has come to know the Lord yet. It's just like when we think about who is our neighbour. In our minds we might have a picture of who is the least. But we may not have a very accurate picture. There are times when we can all fall into this category. Think of a time when you might have been hurting or in need and someone reached out to you. Or sadly, someone may not have reached out to you. You might recall a time when you needed someone to talk to and someone was there for you. Or when you were worried about something and someone prayed for you or helped in a practical way. Maybe you moved to a new town and needed some friendship. It's said that a pastor once received a letter from someone who just moved to the town and it said, When my wife and I moved here three years ago, we felt that we needed to make contact with a local church. We hoped to make new friends. We went to the church, we heard good sermons, but sadly, our hope of making meaningful contact with fellow Christians in the same pew as us just came to nothing. We would often leave church as lonely as when we had come. The Bible says, I was a stranger and you took me in, or didn't take me in. Anyone can be the least of these at some point, sooner or later. When have you ever been hungry, sick, thirsty, a stranger in need of hospitality, someone in need of clothes, in need of care or in prison, and someone reached out to you? These six categories basically cover all of the areas of our lives. The importance of service, when and where it is needed, is not overlooked by God. In Matthew 10, 42, it says, If anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones, because he is my disciple, I tell you the truth, he will certainly not lose his reward. This kind of love for others demonstrates the love we have for God. In Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10, it says, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. Do unto me, he said. The people were surprised when Jesus said to them, You fed me. You did this for me. They asked him, When did we ever do that? And he said, When you did it for the least of these, you are really doing it for me. There is a story about a cobbler who had a shoe shop in a tiny European village. Conrad dreamed that the master, Jesus, would visit him at his little shop. So Conrad would get up early and sweep and dust, getting his shop ready for his visit. He would bake bread and cakes and wait with anticipation for the master to arrive. As the day went on, 
Conrad saw an old man outside his shop window that had no shoes on his feet, out in the cold. Moved with compassion, he brought the elderly man inside to get warm and he gave him shoes for his feet. Conrad continued to wait for the master to come. Then he heard a knock on the door. With excitement he ran to the door, only to find a little old lady. She had a bundle of sticks and had not eaten for some time. At first Conrad was upset that it wasn't the master, but then he was moved with compassion to bring her into the shop and to give her something to eat, including the cakes and the bread that he'd made for the master. Once she'd finished eating, he carried her sticks for her to the edge of the village and hurried back in fear that he would miss the master. But as he returned, there was still no sign of the master. As the afternoon came and went, still no master. Then there was a soft knock on the door. This must be the master, Conrad said to himself. But no, it was a little boy. He asked Conrad for help to find his way home. Conrad didn't want to leave, but his compassion led him to help the little boy find his way home. As fast as he could, he ran back to the shop to find it just as he left it. No master anywhere to be seen. Conrad cried in his heart, Why is it, Lord, your feet delay? Did you not see this was the day? Then in the soft stillness of that little shop, he heard a voice. Lift up your heart, for I have kept my word. Three times I came to your friendly door. Three times my shadow was on your floor. Conrad's master had come as the man with no shoes, the hungry old lady and the lost boy. Jesus comes to us in those who need help, the hurting, hungry, thirsty, sick, and those imprisoned. We, the body of Christ, have to reach out and help, just like Conrad did. We're told in Ephesians 6 verse 7 to serve wholeheartedly, as if you were serving the Lord, not men, because you know that the Lord will reward everyone for whatever good he does. Sometimes we think that if we do something for someone else, then we'll run short for ourselves. But this is not the case, as we're told in Proverbs 28, where it says, He who gives to the poor will lack nothing. When we invite God into our lives, we may be in for some surprises. Everything we do for someone else, we are really doing for him. He will bring people into our lives, people and situations that need our help. And these opportunities will cost us our time and our money. A story of unknown origin says this. A wise woman who was travelling in the mountains found a precious stone in a stream. The next day she met another traveller who was hungry. And the wise woman opened her bag to share her food. The traveller saw the precious stone and asked the woman to give it to her. She did so without hesitation. The traveller left, rejoicing in her good fortune. 
She knew the stone was worth enough to give her security for the rest of her life. But a few days later, she came back to return the stone to the wise woman. I've been thinking, she said. I know how valuable this stone is, but I give it back in the hope that you can give me something even more precious. Give me what you have within you that enabled you to give me that stone. I want to challenge you today to look around and see who is in need and who you can help. Then give of yourself in a way that glorifies God. Think about areas of service where you find yourself serving the most naturally. Think about areas in which you have the most trouble reaching out. In living a thankful life, we need simply to offer kindness to someone who's been overlooked or ignored or someone who is considered least in people's estimation, but not in God's. Amen. Almighty God, from the beginning of time to the end of eternity, you have chosen to use your power and majesty to love us, to redeem us, to shape us as your people. King of kings and Lord of lords, you became weak so you could confront the strength of sin and death, confounding their ridicule with your resurrection. Spirit of God resting upon us, may your power inflame us with your peace. May your peace touch us with your grace. May your grace fill us with your hope. May your hope lead us into your kingdom. Creator God, reveal to us in Jesus of Nazareth. Be present with us now through your spirit. We hear your call to care for the lost, the last, the little and the least so that through us your grace may touch their lives. Loving God, friend of outcast and stranger, prejudiced in favour of those whom others reject, we hear your call to care for those on the margins of our world, Aboriginal sisters and brothers lost in their own land, refugees seeking asylum and new hope, those excluded from our communities. May our ministry offer dignity and respect to each and every person and offer friendship to the stranger and to the outcast. Gracious God, relating to us as a generous parent, offering yourself in love to every person, we hear your call to offer hope of renewed relationships where trust and love have been displaced by fear and jealousy, where family has become a place of abuse rather than nurture, where hurts, real or imagined, remain unforgiven. May our ministry offer your gifts of grace and reconciliation and hold out the hope of restored and renewed human relationships. Living God, known to us in the dance of community, mediated to us through the common life of the church. We hear your call to offer new communities of meaning and hope to those who live in isolation and emptiness.
to those whose lives lack purpose and direction, to those seeking a safe place to nurture their spiritual journey. May our ministry offer the hope of deep and trusted friendship and a way to find a connection with those who share the journey of life. God beyond all names, whose presence lives in those you call by name, whose presence goes before us into the lives of those to whom we minister. We hear your call to serve in a variety of places. We pray that each one of us, as we serve you in our particular ministry, may find renewed depth in our relationship with you, may be confirmed in our call to this ministry, may find our gifts and call affirmed as we offer them in service may become a part of a healthy and life-giving community of faith. Hear these our prayers as we offer them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Join us as we say the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples, a prayer that will be said today by Christians the world over. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory for ever and ever. Amen. Go now and embrace the hope to which God has called us. Recognise Christ in friend and stranger, and as Christ has been gracious to you, so be gracious to those in need. And may God give you a place of rest on rich pasture. May Christ Jesus be the shepherd, king who binds your wounds. And may the Holy Spirit give you wisdom, and reveal to you the fullness of the one who fills all in all. We go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen. Stay safe, have a good week and God bless.